It's water in the midterm elections this October 26, 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And it's This Week in Water. To date, it has been difficult to prove a link between fracking and contamination of underground water. That may be changing after a study was announced last week. In the past, drillers have said that there may be other causes of chemicals showing up in water wells, and they have been very reluctant to assist regulators and homeowners in determining whether the fracking fluids migrate into water supplies. However, according to a study funded by the National Science Foundation, it may become a lot easier to show that causal link, or the lack of it, by using tracers. The tracers are two chemicals, boron and lithium, that are released from clay minerals in the formations when fracking, as opposed to conventional drilling, is conducted below the ground. After a well is fracked, the gas or oil is brought to the surface with a lot of flow back water. And the scientists who did the study have found that they can trace the presence of boron and lithium to determine if groundwater has been contaminated by fracking fluids. The tracers could also be detected in wastewater on the surface that may have been improperly dumped. The scientists who did the study will publish their findings on Monday, October 27th, in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology. One of the scientists involved in the study told the website Think Progress that using tracers is a pretty cool way to overcome the issue of not knowing what chemicals a fracking company is using. Up to now, frackers will not disclose all of the ingredients in their fluids because they consider them to be trade secrets. So it has been hard to determine if their operations have contaminated aquifers. Now, regulators and drillers alike will be able to determine whether frackers are responsible for groundwater degradation and improper wastewater disposal. This week, in advance of the midterm elections, we're looking at how water is a factor in local and state races, as well as on ballot initiatives. Given the massive drought in the West and the increasing contentiousness around the practice of hydraulic fracturing, the environment is looming large this November, but where it's appearing might surprise you. For many, the last place you'd expect to see a major movement to ban fracking would be in Texas, where oil and gas rigs are as much a part of the landscape as ranches and rodeos. An initiative on the ballot in the North Texas town of Denton have thrusted into the national spotlight rankled industry leaders, and rattled the state's Republican leadership. Residents of the small city, which has more than 270 gas wells, say they're fed up with the impacts of living close to drilling, such as heavy truck traffic, damaged air quality, accidents, and the non-disclosure of proprietary chemicals, which they say have permanently contaminated over 1 billion gallons of Denton's fresh water. Indeed, the battle to ban fracking in this college town, which sits squarely in the middle of one of the nation's richest gas reserves, the Barnett Shale, has made it a global epicenter on the issue. Interests from around the country have flocked to Denton to advocate for their position, noting that if a fracking ban could pass in the oil-producing state of Texas, it could pass anywhere. 
Caught off guard by the anti-fracking movement, the oil and gas industry has pumped hundreds of thousands of dollars into its own group, the Denton Taxpayers for a Strong Economy, and hired a high-profile political consultant to help fight the ban. The group argues that the city's schools would lose millions in tax revenue if the ban were passed, and called for responsible drilling instead of an outright prohibition. Showing how serious their concern is, the group's website goes so far as to question the patriotism of those backing the ban, suggesting they have ties to Russia and that their efforts would threaten U.S. energy independence. Voters in California are being asked to approve a $7.5 billion water bond this November. Proposition 1 would authorize the California Water Commission to decide how to spend the money. For instance, the money could be used on developing groundwater or building dams. The bond issue would not fund any part of the controversial Twin Tunnels project to move water around the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta. The Pacific Institute, which is a nonpartisan research center, has written an explanation of the bill and states that while the funding could provide benefits to California's water supply and environmental quality, those outcomes are not guaranteed. In addition, the bond would have little effect on the current drought. The bond would not ensure that disadvantaged communities have access to safe drinking water, and water conservation efforts would receive a mere 1% of the bond proceeds. However, funds would be allocated to ecosystem protection and restoration, as well as improvements to surface and groundwater quality. Proposition 1 has attracted some criticism. Some say that the bond issue is just a pork barrel project that would feed big corporate agriculture to the detriment of California's 38 million residents. Critics also point out that the interest on the $7.5 billion borrowing would almost double the cost to taxpayers. Those against the proposition say that the government should be focused instead on making water use more efficient, preventing groundwater depletion, and fixing aging and leaking water and sewer systems. Also in California, there are anti-fracking measures on the November ballot. In San Benito County, a rural area on California's central coast, just south of Silicon Valley, supporters of Measure J say they're concerned that if the Monterey Shale, a vast oil deposit, were ever developed, an oil boom could compete with farming in this important agricultural area for scarce water resources. Critics say the measure would cost future jobs and tax dollars and would prevent farmers and ranchers from earning revenue from oil and gas development on their land. Santa Barbara and Mendocino counties have followed with their own measures, and Butte County in Northern California is considering a measure for 2016. Those proponents argue that fracking has dangerous and harmful side effects, such as wasting precious water needed by drought-stricken California, potentially causing earthquakes, and polluting groundwater. The oil industry, trying to prevent a domino effect, is fighting back vigorously. The San Jose Mercury News reported that a coalition funded by oil companies Chevron, ExxonMobil, and Occidental Petroleum has given nearly $2 million to the campaign to block the ban in San Benito County and $5 million to the effort in Santa Barbara County. In San Benito, the paper reports industry is outspending anti-fracking groups by a margin of 15 to 1. In Florida, voters will be asked whether to make the state put at least 33% of the revenue received from a tax on real estate transactions 
into a trust fund to buy up land, clean up rivers and lakes, and restore the Everglades. The measure does not create a new tax, but redirects revenues to land conservation efforts and protection of water resources. The amount of money that could be generated is significant. For fiscal year 2016, it could be as high as nearly $650 million. Groups such as the Nature Conservancy and the Sierra Club are in favor of the amendment, with the Florida Chamber of Commerce and the Farm Bureau against it. In an editorial, the Miami Herald said that Amendment 1 is a practical way to make up for what state lawmakers have for too long failed to do, and that is making the preservation of Florida's fragile environment the priority that it should be. And finally this week, candidates say the darndest things on the campaign trail. Take Georgia Governor Nathan Deal, who's up for re-election. In a recent conversation with the Marietta Daily Journal editorial board about the state's Ebola readiness plans, he claimed, erroneously, that water kills the Ebola virus. He came to that conclusion after meeting with Georgia health officials who stressed the importance of hand washing to combat the virus. Deal was immediately criticized for making inaccurate statements, and experts rushed to get out messages to explain that water alone does not kill Ebola, rather soap and water does, as do chlorine or bleach. His opponent seized upon his mistake in a subsequent debate, asking the moderator, quote, How can we have such an idiot running our state? Adding that Deal had already made Atlanta the laughingstock of the country when the city came to a complete standstill during a snowstorm last winter. Ouch. But gaffes aren't the exclusive territory of American politicians. As we reported a couple weeks ago, the Irish government is set to begin charging for water, which has caused numerous protests and marches in that country. In an attempt to defend the new fees, Senator Martin Conway appeared on the Irish TV program Tonight with Vincent Brown to discuss the controversial scheme. The politician told the presenter that water is a finite resource and needs to be paid for and, quote, doesn't just fall out of the sky. Well, critics seized on Mr. Conway's slip and quickly took to Twitter to let the senator know that they'd looked outside their windows and, well, it actually does. Indeed, the Emerald Isle has a damp climate with plenty of rain and no shortage of water. It's the lack of investment in infrastructure that's meant that most tap water is below that of international standards and has caused the government to start charging fees. Reacting clumsily to the fallout, the senator said that anybody with half a brain would understand that he meant to say purified water doesn't fall from the sky, and if people think that it does, they should put out buckets and drink it. Given that sensitive retort, we imagine that they'll put buckets out all right, ones filled with ample hot water for him to land in. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.